listening to the Worcester Observer podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hello and welcome to the Worcester Observer podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by a very special guest this week, but I just want to take a second and talk about how this podcast came about because it was rather, rather brilliant and shows the power of social media. You remember two weeks ago, we had Andre Oldfield, the chair of Worcestershire Pride on. Now, after that interview, we saw him off in the labyrinth of the corridors here at the Redditch Standard where we're based. I came back upstairs, I recorded the closing link with Claire. We had a chit-chat about what went wrong and everything I did wrong on the podcast, which is usual. And then I walked from here to my desk, then the phone rang. And it was the gentleman who I'm delighted to say has joined us today. It's Andy McDonough. He's the co-founder of the Worcester Saxons gay men's rugby team. And he phoned me and we started a conversation and he's already here. So that's the power of social media. Within two weeks, you could be a guest on the Worcester Observer podcast. (laughs) Andy, a very, very warm welcome. Thank you. And um, Andy has beaten the traffic uh, to join us today to get over from Worcester, which is... Yeah, thanks to me, housemate, yeah. <laughs> which is traffic riddled anyway. Yeah, it's really bad and at the then moment, yeah. to get to Redditch, which is traffic riddled anyway. Yep, that's right, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. a nice sunny warm day for you, so we're going to do, we're going to promote the great work the Worcester Saxons are doing. So first of all, I think we better find out a little bit more. So tell how we got to today. So um, we started, well, it was my idea to, to create um, a gay rugby team up in, in, in Worcester. I'd been playing on off for years and I'd watched um, teams like the King's Cross Steelers in London, uh, you know, Birmingham Bulls who, and the Leeds Hunters and so on, who we know quite well. Um, Watch them, how they developed, and how they've you know become these past the IHIGR, which is the International Gay Rugby League. It's, um, and it's right across the world. You've got teams sprouting up everywhere, and it's a really good thing because obviously people who want to get into sport, who want to get into rugby, who may have been put off in the past, can actually get into it now. Um, so we started just you know playing together in the park, just a few passes. There's me, myself, there's Sam, who's a GP, and there's Row who's a mental health nurse and loads of others. But we are, I also set up the Three Shires in Worcester, which is a huge socials group. And then from that, we span the rugby off it. Um, then after that, what we did was um, we had Tom Warrender. He was, he was on the Pride Committee, but sadly he's, uh, he's leaving um, us. He's going away. He's got a new job. Um, I, we tasked him to see if he could help. And what we did, he did was he managed to, he got us involved with the WRFC which is a mixed ability team. Now they've been going for a long time. They're really, they're a really, really good uh, mixed ability set up on the WRFC um, for all abilities, um, disabilities as well, and so on. And what they do is every Tuesday and Thursday they just train um, for just an hour, an hour and a half. Choose about an hour, um, and they've been great coaches. And what they've done is they've took us under their wing um, to train us to become a team that sits alongside them. Fantastic. And then we just go from there. And it's really, really good because we've got really good training. Uh, we've also got, um, there's a fee for it. There's £6 for students, I think, it's, and uh, 15 for adults. And it's a good way to make a new friend. It's been going for a long time. And also they're part of a mixed ability um, well, Cup as well, which they have in Dublin. Uh, so there's quite a lot of mixed ability teams that are wow. sprouting up up and down the country, and uh, they've been brilliant with us. They, 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 you know, it's really good. We've set up WhatsApp groups with them for coaching. They give us uh, tidbits. Uh, they help us um, with direction and guidance. <clears throat> 
Um, they give us um, information for new guys coming along. Most of the recruiting I've done myself so far <laughs> it is Worcester, so Worcestershire. So it's kind of um, it's slow pacing. Now, if you're in London, if you're in Birmingham, a little bit quicker because it's just a higher population. However, we've done quite well uh, to get guys coming down, just explaining you don't have to know anything about rugby. Yeah. You will be taught everything from scratch, but that is the beauty of the mixed ability with the WRFC. They will train anyone from knowing nothing to getting you playing in their teams, which is great. That's, that's, that's the best thing about it. So that's what we've been doing so far. We're building slowly. We've got our logo. We, we are um, in contact with the IGR. They're very close to helping us set up as well. We've got an IGR Pride weekend with all the rugby teams in the Midlands. So it's us, Northampton, Sheffield, Coventry, Nottingham. So all these cities have got gay rugby teams now. They are everywhere. And the beauty is we're doing this huge, big IGR thing on, I think it's the 5th of October. So we're all going down to Southampton. We're having games. And then everyone goes out at night. So that, so it's a proper rugby it's weekend. Ma- it's gone it's a massive. Rugby tour. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Southwest do theirs. I think the Kings Cross Steelers did one um, a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we, they, we, we've chatted them as well. They've been really helpful. Uh, just... Uh, Saying like, oh, well done. It's it's nice just to, to to network with the other teams and then to just say like, that's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, what I mean, best of luck and stuff like that, and just to network and that's a very good thing. The Birmingham Bulls have been brilliant and they're just down the road um, and giving us guidance of like what you meant to do and how you set up and even places to recruit. Yeah. And so because they've said like it took them a long time to to get where they are now and they're a massive team, you know. And then you've got Leeds Hunters as well. They've been great with us. And then we've we've made friends with the Newcastle ones, the Glasgow ones, <laughs> New York, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we just it's a good way of networking and it's a good way of just getting this like little rugby family up and going, which has done quite well. The thing that we need is uh, just to get it out there a lot more, and also on top of that to just try and get more guys to come down. Fantastic. I mean, you. I've never heard. I've never heard of this. But from what you're saying, is this has been popular in cities up and down, yeah, a real yeah. rugby heartland. I think, yeah, I think the last couple of years it's it's, it's gone really, really big. Um, you, know, you know, for the Birmingham Bulls, we've been going for years and so on, and other teams, the more established teams. You yeah. know, what I mean, with a lot more players, higher population areas, and stuff like that. And I used to watch them, just thinking that is amazing. I've got, you know what I mean? I want, but obviously, because when I came here to obviously with my training uh, and physician associate land, um, I wanted to do something here. Right, yeah. Fair. And yeah. a lot of people just like, yeah, that's a good idea. And Boston is a big rugby city. It is a massive one. It's massive. So the benefit was already here. And I think the good thing about it as well as the WRFC, the you know they were just they were really really into it. And you know and to the the, the good the, the really good thing about them was the fact that you know it, they they there's AJ and then there's Tom and then there's James all these coaches and so on and and, and what they did was they put us into the mixed ability alongside the other, the other guys who were yeah. playing and there's, there's a lovely set of guys they really really are we play we play training matches we do train and so on and the good thing about it is it wasn't just you know right well you know we can just do your best and train yeah. train train they uh, they actually train you. And that's from scratch. And, and I think it's key, really, isn't really, it, to get the message across. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, haven't got to be World Cup winning, you know, no, no, just no. undiscovered uh, talent. You've just got to have an enthusiasm yeah, for the game. Yeah, the mixed ability down there is really good. So it's a really good setup. It, it really is. The train's really good and stuff like that. And they're so friendly. And it's, it's just, I think it's a nice thing to, to, to have that welcome as well, right? Because, you know, people do. In gay world, as a gay man, you, 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 you will get put off by certain things. Yeah. 
with with them it's so welcome and it's so nice it's you know and what we've done as the admins and the founders and stuff like that when we promote it and so we, we just say you don't have to know even if you just want to come down and watch training yeah if you just want to come down just have a look just some uh, socializing yeah if you want to come to the three shires socials we've got one this week in uh the conservatory in muster there's like 30 30 guys going to it in the group there's like 100 so it's it's nice to just put something there which what wasn't there before mm. and it's worked quite well so from from that you know you get these guys who could come along recruiting is slow it is slow and it's it, 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 I can't, it can be difficult to try and get guys down and one thing about Worcester the, the, the only downside to Worcester is the traffic and transport <laughs> because um, it, it, it's, it's just because it's, it's, it's Worcester and it's very well connected but it's, it's when it comes down to transport getting people from say I don't know Redditch to, or um, <laughs> Kidderminster or as far down as I don't know uh, Pershaw and Evesham yeah. Yeah. it can be quite difficult especially with the because there's always the, the, a road being they would up. have to build this new road right now wouldn't they really because it's <laughs> it's a tailback for about 10 miles for people to be able to get down to to train and stuff like that so we, we've got two days the Tuesdays and Thursdays yeah. and now we're hoping to do an additional one on Sundays where everyone can come down when we're all free when we're all because I'm working part time yeah. I'm going to my final clinical year and so on so yeah it's we're laying on as much as we can to try and get guys down and, and getting them are mold. you facing a similar challenge to what Andre was saying that the gay community is there in Worcester it is it yeah, just yeah. needs to be encouraged to cel- yeah, celebrate is. he's right it is. he's right it's massive it, it is quite big in Worcester and stuff it, it is quite big but again it's an encouragement thing uh, really to be fair and then there's also um, the Lee from the flag he's been really good with um, that's Worcester's yeah. main gay bar uh, they've been doing uh, advertising for us as well on the screens, and he's been brilliantly. He's, uh, I say, I just send a message. Any chance you up? And I was like, yeah, of course. Which is nice. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the helps there. It's, it's just, it's, it's going to take time. It's, it's got to create the enthusiasm mm. and the willingness as, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's, the, that's the way forward. I think the most important thing is as well to keep stressing is that if you've got an interest in rugby, just come along, basically. Yeah, even if you just... I mean, one thing we find with, with a lot of guys, a lot of them are, 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 are spectators, but they want to turn that into training. Yeah. I mean, ask myself, I mean, I've been playing on off for, for years, um, here, there, and everywhere, but I wanted to push it more. Even for myself, uh, there's still basic rules I keep forgetting. There's still parts of training that I um, need to brush up on. There are certain things. There's actually guys who've who've never played before, who I've recruited to come down, who are doing better than me. So it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, the way better. So it's kind of like this, you know, it doesn't matter if you've, if you've had any knowledge yeah. versus you having a little bit of knowledge of, of, of the game when you played in the past and so on. It's, it shows how the WRFC have, 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 will actually, with the mixed ability, will train you to, 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 to get to a level that you want to be at. Really fair. And another good thing as well, they ask us to play in their games as well, that they're mixed ability games. So yeah. you've not only just got the, the 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 Saxons that we're building and building and building as part of the IGR, you've also got the mixed ability matches that they play up and down the country, which is great as well, because yeah. that also gives you that experience and that also gives you that um, that push to, 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 uh, to be the best. And so that's equally as important isn't it as well as yeah, it's pl- inclusive, it's as well inclusive. as playing in a gay men's rugby team uh-huh. you could play with straight men yeah, 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 yeah. as um, well so it's it, a, you it's won't a right be mix. differentiated because of your sexuality no no it's not like that down there they're no. super friendly they're, they're very they're, they're all about the game which is no. such a which is such a great thing right? yeah, they're all about 
promoting people and pushing people to 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 you know to to be good at it and then to get into their to to their matches and so on and, and this and it, 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 they're so welcoming and it's it's just a nice thing what what we're doing we're like unbelievably thankful. No, I think I think in a rather in a rather cack-handed way of getting it across. I didn't mean it in that way more than it as well as being a gay men's rugby team you mm. can play with other teams yeah, as well yeah, so yeah. we're not talking segregation here we're no, talking definitely mixed not. that's why it's mixed ability because um, they, they they have um they bring in different guys from different backgrounds different um abilities yeah, different disabilities and what they do is they make this team and you know even for us obviously we're forming the saxons under in within them yeah. to become separate for the IGR that's what building building slowly but the, the, what they do is they will ask guys do you want to play one, one, our, yeah. one of our games and one of our teams stuff like that so yeah that's the so good thing be part that. you know increasing the the gay community but also the wider community as mm. well that you actually just play rugby as a they whole they just want to play rugby that was it that's yeah. what it is we want to get we want to, I mean, we want to do well in the IGR as well yeah. um, but we've got to we have to be realistic and stuff it's, we are, we're fast growing yeah. there's teams up, um, up and down the country grow. I mean there's more I think we're the 51st IGR wow. team in Britain in Britain? they're everywhere I think it's there. So the 51st right, in Britain, and you I mentioned th- New York as well. Yeah, so the Americans have got their own. They've got loads of teams. There's new, the, the, the Gotham's in New York. Wow. There's the Boston. There's, there's the, I mean, you know, like in the middle of like America, I think it's like Colorado. They literally have <laughs> teams everywhere. Europe's got their teams as well. So I think, I think, don't quote me on that, I think we are the 51st one. In, in, in Britain so well, to start, it's to a start staggering up, they are everywhere Liverpool's got its own team Manchester's got its own Leeds has got its own team Newcastle um, there's the Bournemouth there's Brighton they're everywhere Glasgow yeah. <laughs> I can go on it's um, incredible there's, yeah there's quite a lot there is quite a lot it is incredible and it's mm. brilliant that Worcester's going to be on the map mm-hmm. as well as a major I wanted to put it on the map because Worcester helped me so I'm helping Worcester oh that's a brilliant um, way of putting it yeah definitely across I mean there's Common misconception: Rugby is this, you know, this real bush it is, game. It is that really fair. I mean, because people say to like, obviously you play some just over six four, yeah. and I like take out door frames and I walk through them type of thing. So I'm quite tall and big. <laughs> but now we get one of the some of the best players can be five foot five, five yeah. foot six. Some of them can be slim and fast runners. Some of them can be tall. The, the, in my opinion, <laughs> the best ones are the guys who are massive, like really, really, really big, big, big guys yeah. who've got a lot of weight behind them because, you know, they're, the, they're, the, they're some like the best players that you're going to get because of where they position themselves when they're playing. So we, because a lot of guys have said to me when I've been trying to recruit, um, you know, oh, I haven't got the body for it. I haven't got the shape. I can't do this or can't do that. And I said, that's the thing about rugby. It's yeah. that it's all shapes, all sizes, all abilities. It's, it, you don't have to be one particular set stereotype no and you don't know until you have a go I suppose exactly yeah and it's good as well Race Finn. they get to make new mates as well and they get to make new friends and they get to become part of something and it's just it's nice and it's sporty it's an activity you know it's, it's just something extra for them and the professional game has been leading the way in promoting um, gay sports as well because I mean we've had Gareth Thomas mm-hmm. um, who came out mm-hmm. um, yeah. and really yeah. Blew the stereotypes apart. There's, more, really. there's like, quite a lot. And there was a chap who's playing, I think, for Halifax in the rugby league now. Keegan, yeah. I want to say Keegan Hurst. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. There's been, well. quite, there's been. I'm trying to think. Of the there's been quite a few coming out. 
Basically, it's got to the, I think people got to the point where now where they just they, they got to the point where they just think actually do you know what I don't really care anymore. No, <laughs> it's just, no. It's just, it is just it is just rugby, basically. Fair. But the one thing I've I've really like just a response in Worcester and from the RFC of just like yeah that's fine let's just, yeah. let's just play basically. and then, and that's the one thing that we we have to massively pay homage to when it comes down to WRFC and the mixed ability is the fact that they've been unbelievably great helping us set up not just for us but just for their own um, mixed ability recruiting guys yeah. they've, I think they've had something like 50 players so far they've also in, within their mixed ability um, you know they've it was set up just over three years ago and, and it's brought 50 new players of all abilities and, um, and provides a pathway to play many um, many games and also they've got their seconds and thirds teams as well um, and it's just I think it's a boost to their local rugby community club as well basically. and I think that's one thing but the, they're so great with it if you ask them a question they reply back within <laughs> minutes uh, you know they'll give you tip um, advice on what to, to, to train on and what to, to what they think is for you to improve on um, you know they, they, they're just on it which is really really nice and I think it's been a really good thing for us to be under them because I don't I think if I'm being honest if we hadn't found them to go under them mm. we would have struggled yeah, because time. they've got the infrastructure yeah, there. They've, and got, they've the, got the, the they've got the club. They've got they've got a lot of of of, of um, positivity there just to just to push it. their own mixed ability and also for the Saxons <coughs> for the uh, sorry just knocking thing there for the Saxons as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's quite remarkable that you keep knocking it. I haven't actually touched it I once. Know. So there's some because I'm usually the one that's from the far side getting a bit. I'm usually the one that knocks something over or stops the recording, so um, I'm thankful yeah. uh, for that. So how can people involve? People are listening to this now and thinking, do you know what, I'll have a go. Um, if they want, so for the Mixed Ability, um, what they do is it's a WRFC. Uh, they've got their own Instagram, which is Mixed Ability Rugby for, uh, for the rugby, which I can give you um, screenshots of, actually. So I've got a poster, they've got a poster. For the Saxons as well, we've got our own Instagram, we've got our own contact details, which is is also Worcester uh, Saxons Rugby. That's just that's just the um, the what's it called on what they call hashtag? It? No, it's the the no. hanger, the, the, the hanger for that's what the name they use for Instagram now. What's your hanger? I think it is anyway. Um, <laughs> then you've got um, we've got a giant WhatsApp group as well for guys who want to become part of it, who are serious about actually come down to train and so on. We so all the all the uh, media that we ask, we, it comes to our Instagram page. We've got a Facebook page as well, um, and on top of that, we've also got the WFC website for the mixed ability, which I can give you the details for that and all the information's on there. It's on Tuesdays and Thursdays, six till seven. You don't have to go both days; you can just no. go down one. You know what I mean? It's, as AJ said to us, um, Rome wasn't built in a day. No. It, it, it takes that, and, and it's, that's a good thing because we want to we want to be a really good team before we start playing. In the IGR games next year, we want to make sure that before we go up against these other teams, we want to be able to make sure that we have a team that is strong enough to play against each other teams as well. And we also want to win these games too. <laughs> you know what I mean? We do. It's it's yeah. it's, it's 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 half being involved and being part of yeah. something that's really really great, as well as winning games too. Because you've got to have, you've got to have that bit of competitive. So you say next year so this is yeah, very yeah, much building now. yeah yeah so we, we we're more about building the team developing the team getting the players making sure because we've got quite a lot i mean i've recruited 25 so far which is actually quite decent yeah. for Worcester I'm, and i'm recruiting as best as I possibly can it takes the time to try and coast guys to just come down and just you know just come along and just watch and stuff like that and we don't like you don't like you know what i mean it's a big it's yeah. big and stuff like that but we're hoping to 
increase that. But the main thing about at the moment is development of, 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 the, of the team. We've, we're, we're very well known now. Because yeah. we, I think in the past two months it just blew. I mean, I was on an Instagram page and, we, and through networking and through people I know up and down, um, we've been able to just, to just to push it out there, really, to just say, look, this is the new team, this is what we're doing. But one one thing that we, we, we do need to do is develop the team, develop the players, uh, develop um, um, you know a, a, a leadership within it and, and, and obviously d- develop that type of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Team... Spirit, spirit, yeah, yeah. To make sure that we all, everyone knows that what their position is and what the, what, you know, what they're playing, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and so on. So yeah, that's the main thing that we're doing at the moment. And then once we do that, once we get a strong, solid team, which is getting there, that's when we 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 would be we, we then play a game in the local. We put, but part of the IGR rules are that you play a game in your local rugby union in within the area, and that's what we will be doing. And once we do that, then we become a member. Of the IGR, and do you join a game. league then? Or? Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's the IGR. Then you, it's the international game rugby. So it's basically that's the, it's part of because they they're quite they're quite on it. They're quite it's it's a very professional yeah. and serious thing that what what they've done. It's it's very nice to know that you've got these 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 hurdles that you have to, yeah. to, to you have to meet before you become part of it, and that's what that's what the plan is. So we I think we're part of North Mids, so we play a game against one of them and once we play the game then obviously you're up and running and so on so that should be hopefully this year hopefully this year and then I'm, I want to go for November but my other two co-founders will probably push it back a bit further <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of like you know we have we have um, realistic targets of of, of, what, of what we should because at first I was I was just thinking no let's get it done straight away but I had to pull back a bit because I think it was Roe who he, he did say like this is all great but just kind of we maybe one thing is to just do some realistic targets. I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. So you have to, you, you have to come. We have to come back a little bit to understand that, even though we are fast building and we're known out there, we need to. Because you don't want to get a team together of guys who put on that kit that because we, we, we're going to get our own kit designed and so on, and then fall flat in your face. You want to make sure that no. you build up. Yeah. yeah. So that's because that would drive people away, wouldn't it? You know. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, there's that. You, that's why it's a good thing with the WRFC because they're going to develop all the guys that yeah. we've got coming down and, and, and push them. I mean, my housemate Matt, I mean, you know what I mean? And, and also, you know, other players on the team and so on. Like, they've done really, really well to the point where the WRFC would put them in one of their own games against other teams up and down. I think the more, I think Southwest and so on, and certain places they play against within the mixed ability, which is a really, really good um, step forward. So, yeah. I think it's absolutely terrific. Thank mm-hmm. you um, so much for the time, um, yep. especially with the traffic yes. <laughs> uh, situation. But I think it's a brilliant cause. I, I always say with doing these podcasts, I like to learn some, and I've learned an awful lot again yes. uh, today. I wish no you all the best with it. We're going to follow up uh, this with a story online as well. Brilliant. Thank uh, you. So anyone that doesn't listen to the podcast, the, the two or three that don't listen to the podcast <laughs> in Worcester now, uh, will do a story online as well, because yeah. I think it's a brilliant cause to get involved with. And yeah. um, I wish you all the best. Andy, thanks so much thank for being much. on the podcast. Thank you. What a fantastic interview with Andy. We thank him for coming in and especially braving the traffic. We've sent him on his way now to try and get back to Worcester for 6 o'clock as we're recording this at nearly 4 o'clock on Thursday. So he's got a good chance of getting back to Worcester. That's it, though. It's only a chance um, because we know that what the um, traffic situation is like and we wish, wish the Worcester Saxons all the very best. Do make a note of all the contact details. Get involved. As, as we said, you don't know until you have a go. Absolutely. Um, 
Absolutely indeed. And I'm joined now by Claire, as usual. And Claire, you've had a bit of a busy weekend with the um, Sunshine Festival. I had the best weekend ever last weekend, bank holiday weekend. It was very hot, mine, <laughs> but yeah, I spent it in Upton on Seven um, for the Sunshine Festival. And we made the national press. Rob. We did. We did. Amazing. Well, what happened was um, on Sunday, one of S Club 7, I don't know if you guys remember S Club 7 out there, uh, Bradley. Just S Club now, S- oh, apparently. Oh, it is. Now, well, on Sunday, it was S Club 3. It was just right. Joe, Tina and Bradley. But Bradley, it was actually really sad. He stopped his set and he just said to the crowd, listen, I'd really appreciate a minute's silence because my cousin was a victim of knife crime last night in London. And so the whole crowd, you know, gave a minute's silence. And um, the, I wrote about it, and you pop, popped it online, obviously. And the Sun ended up calling you, didn't they? The, the Sun ended up wanting your pictures and uh, copy. And yeah, the Worcester Observer has made uh, the national. And we have to thank the Sun very kindly for providing a link to our website with the story on, because Claire brilliantly compressed the two stories together. The very, very sad story of Bradley's cousin Andre who was stabbed to death in London on Saturday night I mean it just shows you the the compassion felt by music fans yeah you know that they're all there for a good time and the guy's performing and just goes look I'll carry on but can we have a moment silence and from what you were saying it was impeccably served it was and it was also show-stopping in the fact that a couple of acts later Peter Andre was on stage And he just suddenly stopped halfway through a song and none of us in the crowd knew what was going on. And he suddenly said, I think there's a lady there who's in trouble. Are you okay? Are you okay? And, you know, we couldn't hear anything back. But finally, he managed to call the paramedics and everyone came from the backstage and tried to get through the crowd and eventually got her and took her back. But it turns out she was pregnant and she was sort of collapsing. I don't know if she'd actually collapsed, but she Mm. was collapsing and she was um, through heat exhaustion. But she was also heavily pregnant and diabetic. And so um, he was mightily praised. And the son also picked up on that story <laughs> as well did. from us. So, I mean, two, two scoops from the Worcester and Malvern Observers. Amazing. It, we, we've, had, we've had worse weeks, haven't we, Rodney? <laughs> um, but no, it's fantastic. And you can see all the pictures. I will get round to actually sticking all of Claire's pictures online. I keep meaning to do it, but I've not. There is one on there at the moment. But they'll all go on there, I promise you. It's well worth a read because, as well as the music, I mean... This isn't just a small festival now. I mean, the names are involved. Peter Andre, S Club, Scouting for Girls, Boy, Boy's Life. Boy's Life, yeah, that's um, Brian McFadden and Keith Duffy. They've right. joined forces from Boy's Own and Westlife, so now it's Boy's Life. They were hilarious. Brian McFadden, actually, halfway through one of his songs, he jumped over the barriers and he was walking around the crowd, taking selfies, cuddling everyone. He was amazing. And um, I was actually up with the organisers and the owner of the festival up on the... Not that she's name-dropping or anything. I I was with the organisers. Yeah, up on the double-decker bus thing. They had, like, this topless bus, and we were all at the top watching. And he walked straight past us, and we thought he was about to get up on the bus, (laughs) but he didn't. But I was actually hanging out with Claire Sweeney up there for the afternoon, which is really nice. Not that she wants to name-drop. I know, it was one of those crazy things. But you don't really... I mean, Worcester is a a magnificent town or city, um, obviously, isn't it? But it's suddenly fun having all these mega celebs in our neck of the woods. Terrific (laughs) for Upton. It is terrific for Upton to have such a... I mean, this is... 
it's going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. And the publicity they've had, yes, in a adverse way because of the nature of certainly the Bradley McIntosh story, but it's going to raise the profile. People are going to want to go. I mean, you don't have to go Glastonbury. Exactly. You don't have to do Leeds, Reading. There's a festival in Worcestershire. Absolutely. And um, apparently these organisers also put on the Mellow Festival every yeah. year. Do you know about that one? Yeah, it's been... that May, isn't it? I'm not sure. I haven't I been to that one I think it's May. Yet. But can you send me, Rob? Can I cover that one next yeah, time? Yay! <laughs> I'm, the weather, I will warn you, in May will probably be a little worse than oh, okay. August. But they had the weather for it. I mean, it was glorious. Um, at the weekend another thing that really caught my eye and something we're going to follow up you'll see it on worcesterobserver.co.uk and if you haven't read it you're probably the only person in Worcester that hasn't read it um, they're going to remove the love locks off Diglis Bridge why? Uh, because it needs cleaning and the, the locks have fallen into a state of disrepair the one problem nobody at the county council has been able to answer my question on how are they going to unlock How are you going to get a lock off? <laughs> Do they have a skeleton key that fits them all somehow? Because if you're not familiar, love locks is you go with your beloved to the bridge and you write your names on a padlock, you lock it and then you toss the key into the water, symbolising your everlasting love. And there is one story I've been given on email. I'm not going to talk about it now, but... I'm going to see what we can do next week and maybe report on it next week. It's a lovely, if heartbreaking, story. And I hope... They're going to clean it, so it's going to have to be taken. I just hope everyone that's done it um, can be reunited with them because they're things that are very, very special to people. Um, But do read that story. And if you have got one on Diglis Bridge, uh, they're being removed. You can collect them until Monday, which is September the 2nd, and then they'll be at County Hall for a month. Okay. So, oh, so you, they are taking it really seriously and dealing with it nicely. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not throwing them away. They do yeah. mean a lot to people. So, wow. but no one has actually explained to me yet how they're going to get the keys off. I presume they've got a way bolt they, cutters or yeah, something. Yeah, they'll have to bolt cutter them. Mm-hmm. I went northern then bolt bolt cutter then bolt cutter. Um, quick programming note for you. Not programming note because that would suggest it be on the podcast. Um, if you have a child less than three years old. 0 to 36 months. And we all think our babies and toddlers are the cutest in the world, but now you've got the chance to prove it because, yes, it's our Worcester Observer baby photo competition. Trapped by my own syntax there. That was terrible. (laughs) Um, Running from Monday until next Saturday, so September the 2nd to September the 7th at the Guildhall. Andrea will be there. You can have a picture taken of your beloved cherub, free of charge, completely free. You don't have to pay a thing for them and enter them into our baby photo competition oh i love this every year i i deal with a lot of the social media and i know at this time of the year the the emails and (laughs) messages start coming (laughs) but my question rob is every year how on earth do you choose because they are all so gorgeous it's nigh on impossible so who does choose it's myself uh, as the editor of the paper and Andrea as the photographer hmm. we don't look at names or addresses we confirm they're in Worcester or Malvern hmm. um, because we have had people come up from Gloucester for the day for oh, example right. yep afraid you can't have it I'm afraid hmm. there's a very there's a very strange noise somebody's ringing it's probably Claire needs PPI okay. Sorry, we'll have to start that again. So eight. Um, so shall I say, how do you choose? Yeah. Eight. 
that echo I actually get you actually get used to it but I just thought for the interview I want to concentrate on the interview and not right so so Rob obviously at this time of year I do a lot of the social media and everything and I always the messages start coming in (laughs) the emails the texts the Facebook messages and my question every year is how on earth do you choose how it, it just must be impossible the short answer is with great great difficulty Andrea the photographer Andrea Pell and I um, have all the finalists, all the ones that want to have their photo put forward. We don't look at ad- names, addresses, ages. Uh, we only check that it, they're from the relevant area, so Worcester and Malvern, because we've had people come from Gloucester. Oh, wow. Uh, I think there was a, a nice story behind it. I think they were on a day trip and they didn't know we were a, a local paper. They thought maybe we were you mm. know, a part of a wider... and it would, the competition would be circulated in papers... Uh, down there but we don't look at names ages anything like that we just look at the picture and there have been very serious disagreements Andrew and I have gone I want her no I want him and basically the judging can go on for up to about an hour and a half oh well and so what do the winners get a 24 by 20 inch canvas print oh right you know what you can get from the photographers yeah yeah. but a big version of that they're lovely the quality is immense Mm -hmm. um and that's the that's the prize, and also a stepping stone to their fame and fortune as a top model. Obviously, well, you you never know where the future <laughs> may hold, but it always attracts the interest. Um, we have no, there is no qualifying criteria. We don't look at names. All you've got to do is have a child between naught to seventeen months for the younger category, eighteen to thirty six for the older category, and then. Somehow we try and get down to the final 20, but it is impossible. And believe, please believe me when I tell you, it has caused a lot of angst in the past. Because they're all gorgeous. They're all absolutely brilliant. But then it's all open, two votes per email address. Get it. Right. Oh, voting. so the, fine, the top 20 the then... The people of Worcester and Malvern. Got you. Okay, that's a good We only shortlist it, and then it's our readers that right. decide. okay. That's a good idea. But every year I go through the judging and go, I think he could win, or I think her could win. Mm. Her could win, that's really bad English. Or she could win. Every year I've been wrong. Right, So okay. um, prove me wrong, prove me <laughs> wrong again. But that's going on... 10 till 4, Monday through Saturday at the Guildhall. Go down there. It's free to have your picture taken. Uh, and it's only chargeable then. If you want to order prints from Andrea direct, you can. But that's where money will be involved. It's free to enter. I was at the Guildhall um, last, about two weeks ago, for a meeting there. And they were telling me that they a lot of people don't think they are allowed to go in. Yeah. And because it is a very kind of beautiful, ominous, but you know, it's so stunning that building. Mm. It almost feels a bit as like, oh, I'm not allowed to go in there, sort of thing. But people can. You it's can open. go in there. You can have a look around. Okay. And they were telling me there's actually um, jail cells in the yeah. bottom there as well. Uh-huh. It's all still there's there. There's so much history. To it's that all place. still there. Yeah. You can go on tours there. But if you're in the high street, the doors are always open. Walk in. Yeah, and it's there's lots beautiful. of art to see. Beautiful And so that's where they're doing it, inside? In the Guildhall, yeah. yeah. If you go in, it'll be clearly signposted and you can... um, Andrea will take care of you. She's a fantastic photographer. She does our Evesham baby photo competition, which we've had the winners of recently. She also does our Redditch competition. Anyone listening to this that's been in Redditch and in the Kingfisher Centre, she's the lady down by the works taking pictures of babies. Got you. Brilliant. Uh, Absolutely wonderful. And I'm looking forward to it immensely. It's a lot of admin and it's a lot of... Hard work sorting out the votes, but bring 
let the votes pile in, please, because um, I think the Evesham one, I think the winner was separated by three votes. Oh, wow. And I had to count the votes in the folders about four times to wow. make sure I got to the same count every time. But um, finishing up, we'll just finish off this section because Claire and I were discussing this off the air and um, we were discussing it off the record, but it suddenly became on the record. Worcester City have uh, council has got a £150,000 to put a master plan together for a share of a billion pound government fund to breathe new life into the northern half of the city centre. That billion would go a long way in Worcester. Well, it's a share of the billion. I don't <laughs> think you can get the billion yourself. Uh, and if it, a billion spent on the northern half on its own, I think I'd dread to think what it would look like. It would be paved with gold and everything. But they've got a business plan they can put together, £150,000 to do that, and should they be successful, they can make a pitch for a share of a billion pounds from the government. Fantastic. Whatever government it may be. Yeah. This time next week or whenever. And we'll see what happens with that because let's not get into anything with regarding the B word, Parliament, because I'm sick of writing about it this week and so I'm not going to talk about it quite simply. (laughs) What we will do, though, is hand over now and see what's going on in Worcester over the next seven days because it's time for Claire's What's On Worcester Roundup. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Rob. Yes, I'm back with some ideas of some fun things to see and do over the next few days in Worcester and Malvern. Starting off on Saturday, the 31st of August, we've got the Disco Festival happening in Cathedral Square. This is a day-long celebration of disco-inspired music, street food and good vibes. It's a free daytime open-air festival set in front of our beautiful Worcester Cathedral. And there's also a ticketed after-party if you do fancy boogieing into the night, 12 noon until 9pm. For more details and to get your after-party tickets, go to WorcesterDiscoFestival.com. Also on Saturday, loads of live music going on all over town. Chewy is on at the Swan Inn in Barbourne on Saturday night. The fabulous Will Killeen Band, they're going to be playing at the Chestnut. Everyone's favourites, Jay and Eli, are on at the Cricketers on Saturday. And we've got Forever Queen, the brilliant Queen tribute band. They're going to be performing at the Mars Bar on Saturday evening too. Also, Carol Lee Sampson and Don Mack, they'll be putting on a show at the Green Dragon in Malvern. And there's also a great night going down at the Worcester Arts Workshop with Ready Steady Fred. This is ex-Californian bass dude Tom Hill and jazz trumpeter master Brian Corbett from the brand new heavies. Do you remember the brand new heavies? They were a fantastic band. Well, they're back at the Worcester Arts Workshop and they're joined by multi-keyboardist Al Gurr and drummer Nick Millward. Um, presenting the music of the late great trumpeter Freddie Hubbard. Expect a night of classic jazz, they tell me, funk and blues as the band plays their interpretations of Freddie's classic songs. You can get all the information on the Worcester Arts Workshop website. 
Moving on to Sunday, the 1st of September. For all you animal lovers, there's a leukemia care spotty dog walk and dog show happening at Link Common in the Malvern Hills. That's on Sunday, WR14, 2RR is the postcode for your sat-nav. And if you fancy some live music on Sunday, we've got Vintage Inc. They'll be, they'll be performing at 5pm at the Imperial in Worcester. Great band there, and it's a fun venue at the Imperial. And also the fabulous Wu-Town Hillbillies will be putting on a show at 5.30pm at the Chestnut in Worcester. Then next week, just a couple of dates for your diary. On su- Tuesday, the 3rd of September... There's going to be a great night of live music at Annie's Burger Shack on Tuesday. Some bands I've seen already on the lineup so far include The Press Club, Watch Commander and Ernest Spears. Fabulous bands there. There's also a free concert, part of the Priory's Autumn Recital Series happening over in Malvern with the English Ducima duo. That's going to be at the Great Malvern Priory next Tuesday. And also the Pirates of the Penzance is also on at Malvern Theatres on Tuesday. This is the National Gilbert and Sullivan Opera Company, accompanied by a full orchestra. It's going to be magnificent. Be prepared for a delightfully entertaining and traditional production of this much-loved comic opera, they tell me, directed and starring Richard Gauntlet. The box office number there is 01684 892 277. Hope you have a great week and remember if you have an event going on, do let us know so we can let everyone know. Thanks for listening. Back to you, Rob. Thank you, Claire, and thanks to Andy McDonough from the Worcester Saxons gay men's rugby team for coming in. We wish the Saxons all the very best. And if you have been listening, you've been inspired. I think the best summation is to end it. You don't know until you have a go. I think that's the best way to do it. So get down there, get involved, and as Andy said himself, If you just want to be a spectator, be a spectator, but be part of something which I know know is going to be amazing. Until then, we will sign off on Thursday afternoon in the nice sunshine. We'll hopefully be back next week, Brexit permitting. There you go. I've mentioned the Brexit word. But until then, I think we're done here. (laughs) Bye-bye.